RJ. And I'm Adam, and you're listening to Showgaze, a movie musical podcast. We're a Jersey boy and a music man who left the chorus line in Chicago and are listening to the sound of music goals to help pay the rent for your pleasure. The Wizard of Oz. Wait, why did you have the Wizard of Oz? I needed a button, a bat. I needed a ballad, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Can you just button it, please? This is showcase. That's RJ's experience with this movie, aka. I was asleep for half of the movie. Yep. Yeah. So you're gonna get a lot of me talking. Hi. Hi. We're talking um, about. Do you wanna talk? Do you wanna talk about what happened? Oh yes. So uh, here's a little <laughs> insider, like a little VIP backstage. The yeah, behind the Disney scenes. Disney four one one. Um, this is actually our second version of this recording because the first one we recorded it was too like it would there was pick so up, much background noise it picked up literally everything that was happening in central florida at the time like yeah we changed background traffic. i changed the yeah i changed the um like <sighs> setting on the Set microphone it, yeah and um he put it on omni sorry which makes it like an area mic so it literally picked up everything that was happening it in was our like complex yeah it was like you could hear traffic outside you could hear the air conditioning you could you hear could a hear... valet trash service being picked up yeah our valet car. trash yeah um so this is take two <laughs> so we watched meredith wilson's the music man guys meredith wilson is a man yes he is that is true can you like? Can you not? Not. Oh, sorry. That was me. Um. Yeah, Meredith Wilson is a man. It is true. Um. Were you under the impression that he was not a man? I just or imagined just saying Meredith is a Meredith is a female name, but I that's literally, pretty gendered of you. I know. Wow. Well, it was also like, you know, America, whatever. Um. <laughs> I just pictured this like. Like a, like a, like a J.K. Rowling type, but like frumpier. Just like this like random woman that's like, came up with like one of like classic musical history realness. Just like random. Are you okay? No. Okay. He's also, you know what he's also really famous for? Besides the unsinkable Molly Brown. Ah! I don't you, even know. I don't know. Molly Brown? 
You don't know what that is? I mean, well, isn't that the bitch that drowned? Yes, Kathy Bates in Titanic. Yes, yeah. her. Yes, um, yes. So he's famous for that. He's also famous for. Do you know his most famous Christmas song? What? It's the most wonderful oh. time of the year with the kids jingle bells so and like... everyone telling you'll be. He just like like he wrote. Okay, so okay, so first of all, this musical opened in '57 on Broadway, won the Tony. Would you know what it beat for best musical? Yep, West Side Story. Be West Side Story. Big ol' big ol' shock. And then this is a 1962 movie. He made in the original like when he was like make making the show. He made like 45 songs for this show. Work. Um. Because I guess that's a thing that you do. You so do. was he like? Was he like the Cole Porter of the Midwest? Like, did he just write songs? I. Or... Don't know about that, because Cole Porter has a very distinctive style. No, I mean just like back in the day, where like composers would just write songs, like crank out. Oh songs yeah, and I guess yeah. Make something out of it later on, but I mean, kind is that how of... he, is that how he started out? I know. Listen, I'm not going in his whole life story. Okay. Well, you this seem to know a lot more about this. Okay. Than you so do, because I'm, just... I'm the actual one who researches it. Yeah, that's why I'm checking. My I'm facts. Asking you the questions. Well, Wikipedia didn't say what happened. Um, he was inspired by being in a band. He's from Mason City, Iowa. See, this is what I imagined. I imagined Meredith Wilson to be like a band girl that just grew up and was like, "I'm gonna write." My love song to band. But it's a boys band. Obviously, if it was a girl, it would have been a co-ed band. That's true. That should have been what this movie was about. This movie is wonderful on its own <laughs> and has no weird racist undertones in any part of it. Great. Um, What, do, what should I talk about? Let's talk about all of it. Let's do the history okay. since you know everything about it. Shut up. So this came out in 1962. Um, it was a Warner Brothers picture. More, it was produced and directed by Morton DaCosta. Um, it stars Robert Preston as Harold Hill, Shirley Jones as Marion Peru, Buddy Hackett as Marcellus Washburn, Hermione Gingold as Eulalie McKechnie Shin, and Paul Ford as Mayor Shin. Ba, 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 ba. Released June 19th, 1962. It's 151 minutes long. We suffered through all of it for you guys. So were they like... And its how... box office was $15 million. It doesn't say how much it cost to make, Is this though. like... Is this like an A-list? Is it star-studded at the time? No, because Robert Preston... This is what launched him into like being a leading player in mm. films. Um, but before this, he always had like B-rolls on the side. Like side, he had side parts in B films. This so was like a, he had the Buddy Hackett role. Yes. <laughs> okay. Buddy Hackett was like famousy. He was a was he a stand up? Shirley was... Jones was probably the most the definitely the most famous person yeah. of everyone because she had already done Carousel and Oklahoma, which are two other huge musical movie musicals, movie musicals that had come out in the f- late fifties. 
and then Hermione Gingold was a was a famous English actress mm-hmm. known for her vocal style and her eccentricity. I looked her up. She had a really interesting life. She's also the original countess in um um uh, 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 uh you know. Governess? Yes. The governess? In... Sound of Music? No. Countess in... Adam's Family. No. In A Little Night Music. Oh! Wait, in Bro- on Broadway? Yes. Wait. Yes. Eulalie? Yes. Eulalie McKechnie Shin. Was yes. Catherine Zeta-Jones in the original? She she played the revival. The okay. The yes, great. Her. Yep. Mm-hmm. So she sang... Where are the clowns? They ought to to be be clowns. clowns. I don't know if that's her. Maybe. Maybe that's not the countess? That's her. That's the countess. Oh. Well, she's in it. I don't know. You've never seen A Little Night No, I don't know anything about Little Night Music. Listen, I didn't discover Sondheim until college. They technically did a movie musical of it. I know. She's in it. it. Was she the countess in that one? Yes. Oh. (sighs) (laughs) So... That's the people. Um, apparently, what's his name? Jack Warner. When he did a movie musical, he always wanted big names. And so he was like, he really didn't want to do Robert Preston. Because Robert Preston had originated the role on Broadway. And he was like, mm, no. We're going to go in a different direction because nobody knows who you are. Great. But Morton DaCosta, who was like, produ- was like the major producer of the film, mm-hmm. was like, I am not, and he also directed on Broadway. He was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this unless it's Robert Preston. And then even Meredith Wilson was like, this is not happening unless it's Robert Preston. Oh. So. I'm glad that they all like stood up for him. I mean, he's so good in this. Yeah. Um, but apparently Jack Warner originally wanted Frank Sinatra. Was this before Guys and Dolls? Yeah. So no one knew? No. No, no one knew. Everyone just assumed. (laughs) Frank Sinatra would have been terrible as this character. Um, yeah, because he wouldn't have been fine. I don't know. like He would not have been... I, whatever. Then, I guess his other choice was Cary Grant. And Cary Grant... Would have been, like, too serious, I feel like. And was like, no. Because that, that was his bit. Was He was always the, like, rough and tough. Well, Cary Grant was like... No, because this is Bob's role. Like, I'm not taking this away from Bob. Which is also very nice. Just like when Fantasia was like, no, I'm not going to take Jennifer Hudson's role. I don't think that's what she said. (laughs) I think she was like, I can't do it because of time constraints. Oh, I thought she was like, I'm the Cary Grant of this situation. No, I I don't think so. Is there anything else I need to cover? Do you want to do your personal? Oh, Marion, um, sorry, Shirley Shirley Jones got pregnant. While making it. Well, you couldn't tell because they, like, strapped her waist in so tight the entire movie. The only time you can tell is, like, the last scene on the footbridge. And all Mm. of a sudden she has this, like, green sash that was clearly, like, added (laughs) because they were like, we need an ampere waist! It's like that We need an ampere waist! The thing, um, it would be too expensive to just write someone's pregnancy, so they would just, like, have, have her, like, have a big purse. Or, yeah. like, have them stand behind trees a lot. Yeah. Or, like, uh, on um, Will and Grace, she was always, like, opening the fridge. Yep. And so it was, like, the fridge. <laughs> that was funny. Yep. 
I think that's it. Well, what are your personal connections, Urge? Um, okay, so my high school did the show. My senior year fall semester, this was the girls' school's musical, but at the same time, the boys' schools did the play, and then they would vice versa in, spring, in the spring. I had never done a play at the time, so I was like, I'm going to do the play, I will have to respectfully decline. Because back in the day, you know, in high school, where if you were good, then that means you were, like, the shit. Like, if you were, like, if you got, like, one lead role, then you automatically think, I fucking run the theater department. I mean, I literally ran the theater department because I was the president of drama club, but it's fine. (laughs) No, my faculty hated me senior year. What's your story again? I had a really hard time in high school. I had a great time. I had lots of friends, both men and women. You definitely so. peaked, yeah, in high school. Oh, I yeah. can say uh-huh. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I did nothing in college. Mm-hmm. And I do nothing now. Exactly. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, I'm going to respectfully decline the musical because I would like to pursue other interests and really challenge myself by portraying Tom Joad in The Grapes of Wrath. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I never got to do it, but all... Were you the only non-white person oh, no, in, no, that, no, no, in no, no, The no. Grapes of Wrath? It was a multicultural... Grapes. Grapes, because... Those grapes were from different regions in yes. Italy, honey. Only because... <laughs> we were making different kinds of wine. I was cast as Tom Joad, and a black girl was cast as Ma. Listen, I don't know anything about this show. Other so, than that picture of the woman in the dust bowl or something. Isn't that, that what it's based got, on? That scene got cut off. What? Where she like breastfeeds a man. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. We <laughs> probably they, shouldn't do that yeah. at Brophy. Yeah. Um, so my experience with it was that just all of my friends were in the musical. So I just heard their stories of how terrible everyone is. Um, but... I think if I did the musical, I would have been Marcellus. And my friend Matt, who played my grandfather in <laughs> Grapes of Wrath, would have been... I think he would have been Harold Hill. But the guy who played Harold Hill now, he's, he's... He's got a sugar daddy now, so he's fine. Well, listen, I have quite the backstory with this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been in it three times. <laughs> Great. My first time, I was... It was the summer after first grade. Did you? Do, was this all community? Oh, no, maybe it was after second grade. Was it all community or did you... No, do... the first time was community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was Winthrop. Well, we had double casts. So there was an A cast and a B cast. I hate it when they do that. So dumb. I hate double casts. Harold was the same for both casts because he was the main... Um, he was the artistic director of the theater. Oh, great. Okay. So. So that made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but I was Winthrop. And then in eighth grade, we did it again at my middle school. I'm sorry, my intermediate academy that I went to for the gifted children. Um, and we did Music Man Junior and I was Harold. And I was like super awkward and gangly and like not meant to play Harold Hill. My mom is still like, you were wonderful. Cause she's not going to tell me I was garbage, but I was garbage. And then, um, my sophomore year of high school, I did it again. 
and I was J.C. Squires, the tenor in the barbershop quartet. In the Dapper Dance. In the Dapper Dance, yeah. And that, and I hope to God I never do this show again. I think three times is just a lot. Yeah. To do a show that that has that has not a lot of substance. Not a lot of not a lot to say about the I world. Think, <laughs> I think you can make I've been different characters every time, so that's yeah. exciting. You can probably like do a good mayor shin. You still have a mayor shin in you, I feel oh, like. great. <laughs> Don't give up. Talk on to your me shoes. in thirty years. Let time. us get into it. <laughs> So-na-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-kish-
for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, you get Traveling Salesman. You get Just Past the Turn of the Century. You get um, Harold Hill's A Liar. You get There's No Way to Sell Anything in Iowa. There. Everything you need to set up the conflict. Got it all. While the train's a-chugging. While the train's a-chugging. And everybody's doing their best, like, I'm on a train and I'm shaking because the train's bumpy. Yep. Um, so Morton DaCosta, who directed this, he also directed the um, theatrical version, or the stage version on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's very the same <laughs> as to what was on Broadway. Yeah, even just like like even in this like even this the stage car. like yeah. there's no use of like the cameras as like oh I could do dynamic things like, and I could take a shot and, and yeah. like do this like it's all very like nope I am a, this is a proscenium yeah <laughs> fourth wall is removed it's very um yeah, yeah. very that very that so yeah so we get. And one of the salesmen, Charlie Cowell, he's an anvil salesman. He starts com- Oops, sorry. He starts complaining about Harold Hill and how because of Hill, all the salesmen who come afterward get run out of town on a rail because he was a liar. Blah 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 blah. But he won't do it. Harold Hill won't do anything in Iowa because um there's nothing in Iowa. Because they're stubborn, I am oh. assuming, is the point. So is that a thing? Is this really a thing? I don't know. I mean, I've never... We, I listen. We have, an, we have Iowa friends. We really should ask them. I mean, the friend I have from Iowa is very stubborn. <laughs> so maybe. Maybe. My family that lives in Iowa is pretty stubborn. So he... Anyway, so apparently Iowa's stubborn. So you... He exits, he enters the town, he's trying to find his way around, asking people, oh, where's this, where's that, hello, hello, and no one is helping him whatsoever, and you get the song, Iowa Stubborn, which is the first chorus song, It's like in, no the, one... in the true classic choral number. It's like no one helps him, but they all gang up together to sing about how they don't want to help him. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> It's clearly written by someone who, like, gets what the Midwest is. Yeah. Because there is... I wouldn't say it was stub... I mean, in this, they're stubborn. But I don't think the Midwest is so stubborn as it is just, like, passive-aggressive. I think that's mostly what we're known for. It's like they want to be left alone but don't want to be rude. Mm-hmm. So it's very, like... We're unsure of new things. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, so you got Iowa Stubborn. Also, you can tell that whoever wrote this was like, this is going to be performed in every community theater. Because right away, it's like 80 people. So many people! So many people. Oh my god, in my high school. Okay, so my high school. You can tell people in that shot weren't, like, not everyone was, like, actually singing. So in my high school, I don't think... People didn't get cast. I think if you auditioned, you were in the show. Yeah. I think it was just, it was like filling out a form, mm-hmm. basically. Um, so, 
we consistently, like, we had the largest stage of the four high schools in our school district. Really? Yeah. We had the, we had the widest stage. We consistently, so we did that same year, so we did always had two musicals a year. That same year, our winter musical was Cinderella. My friend Ariana was the lead. We had 120 people at that show. That's impossible. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The most we had was like around 70 in Bye Bye Birdie. Our lowest was when we did Pippin my senior year. And they like, that was the first time they actually like didn't cast people. Because they were like, we're going to do this new thing where the winter musical is going to be like the smaller musical. Mm. Our so smallest... we had 65 people in oh, it. Wow. So tiny. So small. Our... And then we still did, so in the original, this has nothing to do with music. The original production of Pippin, everybody got their own bow and they all got introduced by name. We did that with 65 oh people. Oh my God. It was a seven minute bow sequence. That's awful. Our smallest musical was 1776 because it was a cast of 15 because there are 13 colonies plus John Hancock plus the two bitches, um, Martha and... Mary and and Martha? Martha Washington and Jefferson. Eugenia? Sure. Eugenia Jefferson. Is that her name? I I don't know. I hope so. Um, anyway, <laughs> did you just say that 13 plus three is 15? Is that what you just said? Eh, here or there. Okay, great. Can we get back to this? So, um, yeah, so they sing this song, but then they get to the bridge where they're like, but what the heck? No, that's You're not welcome? the bridge. No. What's the bridge? But we'll give you a shirt and a back. To go with it, if your crop should happen to die. <laughs> so what the heck? You're, You're welcome. Dive us at the picnic. You can't to fill of all the food you bring yourself. Hawkeye, Iowa, Dubuque, Des Moines, Davenport, Marshalltown, Mason City, Keokuk, Ames, Clear Lake. If you ever need to know any major... Iowa City. Iowa City's bust out, bust that right on out. So okay, so the song ends. Harold goes over to the livery stable. He needs to rent a rig for Sunday. I don't know why I said that, like Carol Channing. Um, <laughs> I was like, who is that? Carol <laughs> um, Channing as Harold Hill. <laughs> you got trouble, my friend. Right here, she true. I can't do it. <laughs> um. So he goes in, and he sees his good friend, Marcel. I'm going to throw your phone into the toilet. I'm setting my alarm for tomorrow. Okay, fine. Then I will not. Um, he sees his good friend, Marcellus, who used to, like, be a, a confidence a confident. artist with him back in the day. So Marcellus is played by Buddy Hackett, who has the most Brooklyn accent I've ever heard in my life. Like, he's yeah. like... Hey, Greg! How's you guys doing? Yeah. It's very that. So, it's just interesting that we are buying that this man, like, relocated to River City, Iowa. (laughs) But, like, listening to his... That's really just how he talks. Yeah. Like, that's just, like... 
his character voice is just his voice. And then if you see like his other body of work, he it's the same. Yeah. So they connect. Harold's like, oh, I'm back in town. I'm in town because I'm back to selling bands again like I did in the old days. So we then we cut to a scene which sets up the librarian, Marion, and the ladies Marianne. of the town. Um, we have the mayor's wife, Eulalie McKechnie Shin. She walks in the library bringing back a book that her daughter, Zanita, was reading. Um, basically, the librarian is sending children home with smutty books. Smutty books. She, she has this line where she's like, Persian, Persian poetry. But she like speaks out of the corner of her mouth. It's the weirdest thing. Hermione she's Gingold. Making, she's making a character choice. She sure is. She uh, she had a weird voice because apparently she had nodes in the 20s. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. Yep. They just never healed? I guess not. They just like popped and you're like, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's funny. Maybe that's why the Countess doesn't sing ever. Like, she sings Send in the Clowns, but it's literally like talk singing. Oh, Maybe. Good for you, bitch. So, so yeah, so that. And then after that, we get a scene that night where Harold is with Marcellus and he's trying to figure out what's new in town that he can, like, what's Scan his jumping the, off point yeah. so he can scare everybody into thinking that they need a boys band in town. And Marcellus is like, well, the billiard hall just got a pool table. Which is like... Well, the billiard hall's got a pool table. That was a little southern, actually. But pool table. I can't, like, I can't... They lived happily ever after. Ariel. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's scuttled. Flounder. Okay. King Triton. It's like that. Yeah, great. So, the pool table is what is going to send Harold on this mission to save this town from themselves. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that. So, Adam found his oh mus my God. Music Man Jr. libretto from when he was Harold Hill in the Music Man Jr. In eighth grade. In I want to point this out. Probably 12, 13, maybe. Okay. Okay, so... So he, yeah, so he... You can't, you're not supposed to shit on kids that young. I just want to point this out right now. So Harold's like, oh, pool table? Perfect. That'll do. Let me just say that uh, Adam's note for this is extremely loud. On top of bench, downstage right. Is that it? Lavishly. You knew how to, you knew what lavishly was in eighth grade. I'm gay, honey. I know what lavish is. Oh my god. Like It has like annotations on the bottom for the words that we didn't know. So oh, I, I could have just looked this up. Bevo? I Chaucer is in here. Oh, let me look it up. I want to look no! it up! Adam, I'm the dramaturge in no, this. No, you... I wish... You know, I wish you were. I, I truly I do. I see the Chaucer. It doesn't say Chaucer, but it does say um, Rabelais, uh, Balzac. So, okay. So he goes into trouble. You got trouble, my friends. And he basically just kind of riles up the adults saying, look, your kids want to play pool. It's a gateway to, like, 
crazy, like, rebellious teen spirit Nirvana realness. <laughs> They're all gonna start wearing flannel and, like, be apathetic about life and, like, say... What are the words that he says? Like, pretty soon, they're gonna start saying words like G-Willy, or... What are those He words? says, it's right here, if you just look at my notes. I don't want to look at your notes. Certain words creeping into his conversation. Words like... Like swell. Aha, and so's your old man. Well, if so, my friends, he got trouble. Right here in River City. With a capital T and a Probably one of the most. Probably, it's not the most famous song. But it's definitely one of the most famous. It's so. Just an inciting a riot, this man is. Yeah. Clearly, just like. He's clearly just pointing out their simple mindedness and just using it. For his own benefit, it's it's like yeah. weird to see because it's like oh like he's kind of making fun of them, but at the same time, they're just yeah. like you like you don't know who to root for. But it's also because... not supposed to be. It's not presented as like oh these people are idiots, yeah. and like the Midwest is a joke. Like it still has this very like reverent like this place is great. I don't know. Yeah. This place is still home, or something like that. I don't know. So anyway, the song ends, and he gets the cue from Marcellus that Marion, who is also the piano teacher, Marion the librarian, who's also the piano teacher, is walking by. Yeah, and, and he's got to woo her so that she doesn't figure out that he has no idea what what music is. One note is from another. So he tries to woo her. He follows her around. He follows her home, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, did you drop this? And she's like, no. I know. Oh, offering, it's probably in the script. Offering his own handkerchief. Did you drop your... No. no. Didn't, Didn't I meet you in... Even... No. no. Oh, I won't be in town for a short while. Good. It leaves. Like, can't be bothered. I mean, she's a she's a working woman at a time when there are no women working. Yeah. So... She's a career woman. I understand. Woman. She's she had a hard day at the library. So she goes home. She lives with her Irish mother. Yes. And her very very Irish mother. So she's like teaching this little girl a piano lesson, guys. <laughs> so the, this little bitch, um, literally the most like, you know that stereotype of like child actors and in, in like the. When was this? The 50s? 50s and 60s? This was 62. Yeah. Like, that, like, she's just all of it, and it's exhausting to watch her. Because you can clearly tell she was like, I have every beat marked down, and I know what I'm gonna do every second that that camera is on. And it's just so exhausting. But I can't blame her, because she's a child, and her mom probably is, like, forcing her to do this. But... I just, I just couldn't watch her. Every time she was on the screen, it pissed me off. Yeah, she's pretty awful. So she's getting a piano lesson. Um, and Marion comes in, and her and her mother have, like, an argument, basically. That she is too hard on the town and just men in general. And she expects too much. Yeah. And her mom's like... Lower your expectations. Lower your standards. 
because this is all we got. So, so um, they sing they sing a song while to the tune of the piano lesson that the little girl is having, mm-hmm. which is cool. Like guys, like right out of the bat, this musical has already had three songs that are very like rhythmically heavy. Yes. Well, and they which also feels just so different from all the other golden age. Yeah. It's very its own style. Yeah. Um, for sure. And also, yeah, the only true musical theater song of all the songs we've had so far in the show is Iowa Stubborn. Yeah. Everything else has been, like, syncopated realness. Yeah. Talk, sing. This is a musical, but we don't sing. We just talk like this and we go. Da-da-da-da. So, um, the, this little boy comes home, it's Marion's little brother, Winthrop, played by Ron Howard, as in director Ron Howard. You still don't know who this is? No, I googled him. Anyway, (laughs) so he's real cute, um, and he has to thank Amaryllis for something. That's the little girl's name, Amaryllis. Amaryllis, Amaryllis. But he has a lisp, so he's super embarrassed, and she's awful. Like, I know. This so little he's, girl, he's it's also her character's just like shitty, weird. Okay, so he he says thank you, Amaryllis, and then she's like Amaryllis, Amaryllis, and like mocks him, and then he runs away, and then all of a sudden she just starts bawling. She's like, "Why won't he talk to me? I he never talks to me." I love him. I'm just like, you are a little shit. That's why. Oh my God. Anyway, she is like, she cries because it's like, he won't talk to me. He won't talk to me. Like, he's never going to like me. I don't want to grow up like an old maid like you. And damn, just like, damn. If I was Marion, I would have slapped the shit out of this kid. Yep. And she'd be like, Go home. So they, she goes to do her crosshand piece, but not before they have a conversation about if you're going, if you're going to wish someone good night on the evening star and you don't know who that you someone's don't have name someone, is, yeah. you can just say good night, my, my someone. trombones but slow down you're not not supposed to give it away you were asking me i know but you only knew you didn't know last time well this is a new day mama and this is a new (laughs) recording mama this is take two bitch so well whatever it's the same tune just at different rhythms um okay so then we get to the next scene it's the next day fourth of july 1912 we Mom's are in bursting we in are here. in 
um, Madison Gymnasium in River City High School where there are the 4th of July exercises happening. Um, everyone is being led by Eulalia McEachnie Shin in a song that I honestly couldn't tell you what it is. Some patriotic song from 1912. And then they do a little racist play. It's true. Called The Watanye Girls of the Local Wigwam of Hiawatha. So the... (laughs) So the all the women's group led by you, Laylee, performs this. No, it's the teenagers. It's the oh, teenage it's girls. Teenagers. Yeah. So they perform this like Native American dance, and that's putting it kindly. Yeah, that's putting it PC. Um, and then so we get introduced to Tommy Gilletti. <laughs> Can you call it? Can you? Use his correct name. What is his name? His name is Tommy Gilles. Tommy Gilles. Yes. Okay, fine. Tommy Gilles, who is like, is he like the Danny Zuko of the teens? No. That's how they, okay, so that's how Mayor Shim makes him out to be. Like, he's like, uh, he's the leader of all the the boys. Like, he's blah, blah, blah. He's, I've never, he ne- he is never with any other person. Yeah. Except like, for when he's dancing. Except for when he's in the band later with all the other kids. But he's like, he's just like a little punk. Like, by himself. He's not like a gang leader. Yeah. So he lights a firecracker under Eulalie McKechnie. And by Shane. firecracker, like, straight up cartoon dynamite. Dynamite. Steak. Like, <laughs> it's so big. Wiley Coyote. Yeah, it's so big. And it's like sparkling. And... They really need you to get the joke. Yeah. So he like sneaks up behind you, Laylee, and it's like, and then she's like, oh, oh, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. And then, I've been shot. Yeah. But like, so it's in the, it's in the school gym, right? And so they're dancing in the middle and like everyone's on bleachers on the sides. So like. No one is standing up besides the dancers. And so when Tommy stands up and runs over and puts the firecracker and then runs back and then everyone's like, oh, who did that? Who who did that? It's like in a real gymnasium running from a bleacher to like the middle, the middle of, of the, the court, court and then and running, running back. back. And everyone is standing still except for you. Like, <laughs> we saw you. Why everyone we... sees you. Oh my god. Yeah, so yeah. So yeah. He gets caught. So he gets caught. And the mayor once again tries to do his four score and seven years ago. And uh Harold Hill decides he's had enough. This is nonsense. So he incites everybody to talk about that pool table. What's going on with that pool table on the other side of town? And then you get Definitely the most famous song from the show. Mm Seventy-six trombones led the big parade With a hundred and ten cornets close at hand They were followed by rows and rows Of the finest virtuosos, the cream of every famous band Seventy-six uh, Let's talk about Robert Preston. He's fantastic. So he was, he was the original hero of Hill and Broadway? That's right, because he looks... He's also in Maine. Yes. 
He's just very comfortable. He's very, very comfortable. So, he sings 76 trombones, and then we go into this long dance break where you get all the teenagers and they're like playing instruments in the air and dancing and dancing but the like so yeah the song is literally him being like and then there's this instrument and then there's that instrument and then this is an instrument in a band and then this is how they do it in a marching band and then all the kids are like marching and like Miming like they're playing the different instruments. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then and the whole thing ends with like everyone like rises to their feet and goes out the door and everyone is ha- playing Marching. their own instrument yeah. and loves it and their life and ah it's this like beautiful moment. But like, let's look at it from Marion's point of view as she sits at the piano. <laughs> She just watched... Everyone has lost their fucking minds. She just watched this man literally recite what a marching band is. Just is. Just like... What it is. Looked up in the dictionary like, what instruments are A marching are band is this. This is an instrument. Also, if you had 76 trombones, your horn section is too big. <laughs> you need to, like, m- manage that. Sir. So, and then... And 110 cornets? Like, what are you doing, sir? And then, like, all of a sudden, everyone in town stands up and just, like, marches and, like, mimes the different instruments. But they're all playing on beat. Like, they all hear this music that no one else can hear. No one else can hear. It's just in their heads. It's like those weird, like, new raves where that you just, like, wear wear headphones. And you're like, oh, jamming. But if you take them off, it's, like, silent. Yep. And, like, Tommy Gilas is in front, like, just, just, like, serving it. Oh, he just, is, he is feeling his oats, girl. Like, you know what, though? Uh, that... He's got a great butt. Great. Well, back in the day where they all had to wear high-waisted pants. Like... Exactly. And so, if I was Marion watching all of this, I would just be like, what, what is happening here? Like, is there something in the water? Yeah, like, so everybody's like li- feeling the fantasy. But that's it. Just the fantasy. Ju- there's <laughs> nothing else nothing but else. the fantasy. Um, and so the school board and the mayor. mayor are like watching and like, oh, this is awesome. Like, this is the most incredible thing. And she walks by and she's like, what band? Like, nothing's happening. You <laughs> guys are no... crazy. And they, like, snap out of it. So this is when he sets the school board on their mission to get the credentials from... Harold. Harold. Um, Harold talks to Tommy, uh, saves him from the constable. He talks to Tommy. He has him come up with a marching... With a... A music holder for a marching piccolo player. Maybe this is why we never see him with anybody because he's spe- he's spending all his time creating, inventing. He's an engineer. He's an engineer. He's he is. <laughs> he truly is. Um. And da 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 da. But the problem is that the constable tells Harold he like a plus. Good job. A for effort. But two things. 
the mayor owns the billiard hall. Problem number one. <laughs> so he's not going to like you very much. And two, the, you just set him up. You just set Tommy and Zanita up together. And Who is the mayor? Zanita is the mayor's oldest daughter. And thus begins the most pointless, boring B plot. B plot. Yep. In a movie musical. Yep. So that night, we're at the fireworks spectacle, also known as the last days of Pompeii. Harold runs into the school board and they're like, Sorry, we need to see some information about you. Make sure you are really who you are, who you say you are, blah, blah, blah. He turns them into a, uh, a, barbershop, a barbershop quartet. quartet. Like you do in a musical. Like he just totally distracts them because they've been fighting and they never get along. But then he's like... All of you have different tonal pitches. T- tonal pitches. Perfect for a barbershop quartet. So he turns them into a barbershop quartet. And then, and then they, like, he like leaves. So that's like his tactic. He'll like distract them and like make them sing like, oh my God, you guys are so good. Here, sing this. And then they get distracted and he can like escape. Yep. Which is very so smart. So this is time number one that he uses this method. Um, he runs over, he, he runs into Marion again and she has this great line where he says, uh, oh, please call me professor. And she said, professor... At what college do they give a degree for accosting women like a Saturday night rowdy at a public dance hall? Damn, bitch. Red for filth, girl! Red. Oh! Filth. Um, <laughs> so she's not, she's not buying it. She's not. Because she's like, what music? <laughs> you people have lost <laughs> your damn minds. Um... So the next scene we get into, he's already starting. He's starting off strong. He's going to each house he can, and he is selling his band mm-hmm. to these young, juvenile delinquent boys, saving them from the sins of the devil and the pool table. Um, next scene is him and Marcellus, and he just tells them that he has a new system called the Think System. So that's why he's. So it used to be, apparently, his old thing, when Marcellus was with him, mm-hmm. it would be 10 days, because he would just wait for the man instruments to get there and then dip. Mm-hmm. But now he has to wait four weeks, because he's added instruction books and... Uniforms. Uniforms. And the uniforms take the longest time to get there. So now it's like a whole four-week process. This whole con artist shenanigans. And he's created in order to sell the idea that they're having band practice, he creates this concept called the think system, which which is is basically, basically, if you think it, you can do it. Right. It's, he says it's like whistling. Like if you just think the note, you whistle it. You can't, which I can't argue that that's what's happening. Oh, I was about to say, Adam can't whistle. I can't whistle. I can hum. Hum. Is that how you hum? Ham. 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 So we get like four quick scenes in a row. Then we finally get the scene where he's walking around town and he runs into the the ladies of the town with their hats and their gowns and their it's, chow chow. They're like the church ladies. Before sure, yeah. church ladies. Well, they're probably also in a church group, I would assume. 
Um, so he runs into them and he's trying to sell. Listen, if he can get Eulalie on his side, then he might get the uh, he might mayor. get the mayor off she his might, back yeah. because they're Spill married. A bitch. So, um, so he tries to sell her on this idea that she's going to be the head of the la- ladies' auxiliary dance committee. Because of her grace and her finesse and her So is this the same thing, basically, that he's doing to the barbershop quartet? Like, giving you something that, like, look, you guys can be this. Yeah. But it's mostly, like, for her. Yeah. It's, like, because it's, like, you're the leader of it. Yeah. And all the other ladies are, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So then we get... They accept, and then he asks about Marion, and this sets them off. They just go off. This is the how do you solve a problem like Maria at this musical. They're just like, okay, let's throw some real shade. Let no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade, but But, all the tea, all the shade, all all the pink shade, lemonade. Oh god, bitch is a gold digging hussy. Yeah, so... Like, straight up, just, like... Just oh, attacking yeah. this poor woman. Just, like, oh, yeah, he he fucked the librarian, and then he left. So he left all of the things no, he, to her. He died. He left River City. The library building, but he left all the books to her. So yeah, like, they were literally, like, this bitch, Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah! Like, married this... 80-year-old, well, not even married, just, like, fooled around with this 80-year-old... Had an illicit affair. Illicit affair. So she could own the library, which... Who cares? Who cares? Shut up. (laughs) And their big problem is that the books she's letting out, they're smutty books. They're Persian poetry. Persian poetry. 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 Dirty poetry. (laughs) <laughs> and their three names are Chaucer I thought that was the funniest bit when I first saw Music Man like oh every oh god I thought every it was so funny high school Eulalie McKechnie Shin does like Bullzik. Yeah, yep, that is like the only character choice that you can make if yep. you if you do this in high school. That you have to make. You have to make it. You, could you imagine? That's the thing. In the 2003 version, Molly Shannon is like, Balzac. I know, she like, plays it a little straight. Isn't it shocking it's for shocking. Molly Shannon? Yeah, it's like, Molly. Mo- come on. Molly. Molly, get Molly. your shit together. So they're pick a little, talk a littling. They're hens. And the school board walks up. This is time number two. And he distracts them once again. By singing. By singing. Good night, ladies. Before we transition out of um, Piccolo Talk a Little, let's yes. just, let's not forget that one of the Piccolo Talk a Little ladies is yes. Ethel Edna from White Christmas. What's Emma. Emma from White Christmas. Yes. And she is the only one. That is natural. Yeah. Like, she's literally like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. He's, she says this all the time. Uh-huh. But everyone is like, oh, 
Marion. And she's like, no, yeah. <laughs> she straight up is like, bitch. oh my god, I totally hate her. Yeah. So great. She's a fantastic actress. We'll see her later when we do Sister Act. <laughs> she's appeared in most... She's appeared the most in all of our movies. I know. So, I hate the end of this. Because <laughs> oh, you right. have the women on the left and the guys on the right. And this is one of those moments where you can tell this worked on the stage great. Oh, perfect! But, like, in the movie... This is a movie! It's just like, why am I just staring at these two groups singing at each other, not doing anything, not moving, nothing. It's just still shot of these two groups. Why do I care? (laughs) Interest me. Yeah. Um, Next scene, Marcellus and Harold are hanging out in the livery stable. And Amaryllis comes by. She wants to pet the horses. Oh my god. So we get to the worst song. Can I just like not even talk about this song? Yeah, he basically just explains the kind of girls that he likes. Sadder but wiser girl. Sadder but wiser. It's like, I don't want to... I don't want like wholesome, like, oh, goody goody two shoes. Like, I want, I want a real sad bitch. Oh, sad. Sadder but wiser. So like broken. I want a broken woman. I want a broken, smart woman. So next we have, um, Marion the Librarian. Do you want to talk about this since it's your favorite song? Second favorite song? Yeah. It's cute. But, like, now thinking back at it, what I like about the song is the, like, counterpoint, the rhythm, like, that idea of it. Yep. Do-do. It's very, you know what it is? It's the beat, it's the beat Nikkiest song. Yep, that's why I like it. But it literally, nothing changes from the beginning of the song to the end of the song. Like, Marion kind of loosens up in the song. Cause no, there's she's like, no change in the song. Because she's like, oh, ooh, look, I'm like, there's so much attention on me. But then at the end, it's like, no. I think if anything, the change is like, she's more resolved to make sure this man is... Is put to bars. Put to bars. That's what they say. Put behind bars. Put the bars behind them. Sent to a bar. But like, also, this is problematic, right? Yeah! This man is harassing this woman in her place of work. Like, sexual harassment. Like, I'm surprised she wasn't like, uh, HR, we have a problem. (laughs) I don't think that... I don't think... Was she HR? I think she's... I think she's payroll. I think she's HR. (laughs) I think she's um, craft services. Craft services, guest service manager, like... Yeah. Finance. Oh, yeah. I think she's marketing. Bookkeeping. Yeah. She's all of it. She's all of it. She's got a lot on her plate, and she does not have time... Listen. She doesn't have time for you, sir, walking in... The song is literally like, hi, Marion. Hey, why are you, Why don't you pay attention to me? I love you. I love you. Pay attention to me. We just met and I love you. God. She's one of those, you know who he is. He's one of those guys that talks to, to a girl on OkCupid and is like, why you won't respond to me, bitch? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, like, 
hey cutie what's up and then she's like not interested and he's like oh fuck you bitch yeah it's like what like yeah. he would be that guy he would be that guy on tinder or okay cupid yeah he's a real dick gem <laughs> yeah oh my god um Terrible. they end up together they end up together <laughs> spoiler alert uh. so next scene tommy's still working on the music holder and uh Harold goes up to sell the mayor on buying a flugelhorn for his son, but then the mayor does, realizes he doesn't have a son. Ha 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 ha. Jokes on him. Bye. Then we have Harold goes to the Peru household, and she tries. He tries to sell Mrs. Peru on Winthrop being a cornet player. Yes. But he's like, but it's it's a true shame because. You know all the all the truly great cornet players. Well, they I mean that you probably know, but they were Irish. She was like Irish. He goes, yeah. Oh, but we're Irish. Oh, Clark. Oh, Mendez. Oh, Klein. Oh, Blarney. So then she's like, well, we are Irish. So he's like, oh, perfect. Then you have to buy into my whole sh- schema. So then, um, he she asks him where he's from. And he sings another super famous song from the show, which is shocking. It's shocking that it's famous because this it's famous. Yeah, he sings Gary, Indiana, not Louisiana, Paris, Paris, France, France, New New York, York, or or Rome. Rome. I, you know what? You're right. It's none of those things. I would not put. I always like Gary in that list. I always thought. I guess I don't know where he's from. Well, that's I don't the think thing. it's racist. I think he just like picked a random town in that the map. That fit in the rhythm of the song? Yeah. Well, yes, in that idea. But like in his story, it's like I will pick a random town that is from true. The Midwest. Is, is a real town if anyone wants to look it up, but like no one knows anything about it. And then now it's one of the leading cities for homicides. Woo! Good job, Gary. Good job. You're doing it real. Doing it real. So then Marion walks in and she is not having it. Uh, Mrs. Peru is falling for it and he's. Marion's like, no, it's not happening. So he's like, well, let's let the boy's father decide. And she's like, the boy's father is dead. Anything else? He's like, ooh. Ooh. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> So he leaves, and she's still got the money, so whatever. So they go in the house. Marion's making fudge with walnuts, because I really watched it this time. Um, and then they start having the conversation that I feel like happens probably once a day with them, where Mrs. Peru's like, please Please move find out. a man. Please find please. a man. I can't keep, I can't do this. Um... And so she says, don't you ever, haven't you ever thought about being in love? And we get RJ's least favorite change. It's the only change. Yeah. From the original production. Um, In the original production, she sings a song called My White Knight. And in this, they changed it to a song called Being in Love. Being in love. Not the. Being in love. Make me me with 
Are you doing Patty? Um, I am going to go on a limb. I'm going to say that I like this more than my white knight. Bye. Thank you for coming. I like that this song does not end with her singing until I die. It's a little, it's a, it's a sad note for a song to close on. But they kept the bridge, which is the best part of my white knight. In Iowa, and they would like for him to be more interested in me than he is in himself, and more interested in us than. Occasionally he'd ponder what makes Shakespeare and Beethoven great. Him I could love till I die. Him I could love till I die. Her lipstick is on fleek. She's just such a good singer. I know. She you can just clearly... has such a wonderful tone. The thing is, like, you can hear... Quality. You can hear her technique. Yes. You can Here. see her technique. You can be like... You can, oh. like, see her diaphragm. It's like, well... Through the back of her throat when the camera is angled just right. Like, she is... Her mouth is so big. Girl is singing correctly. And her lipstick is on fleek. Oh, so then we have that stupid scene where Tommy and Zanita are like, let's meet at the footbridge. Mm-hmm. Black Hole of Calcutta, ye gods. Who cares? Honestly, nobody. Tommy and Zanita are the most... Uh, whatever. They're the ingenues. Yeah, they need to be there or else it's not a real musical. It's true. All right, so next scene is your favorite song. No, because my favorite song was cut from the movie. Oh, the Wells Fargo oh. is coming down the street. Oh, please let it be for me. I still don't understand. Oh, the Wells Fargo is coming down the street. I still don't understand what it is. It's it's Amazon Prime, but like important. I mean, Amazon Prime, you can get, like, groceries. Like, it's not... I mean, it is, because a woman ordered grapefruits from <laughs> Yeah, Tampa. I was about to say. But it's, like, specialty items. It's things you can't get at your local dry goods store. Okay. So, like, a double boiler. Yeah. Or the DAR has sent a cannon for the courthouse square. Anyway. anyway, so we oh, so in the middle of the song, Marion finds Mayor Shin with this book, this Indiana Journal of Education, years eighteen ninety to nineteen ten, and she's like, mm-hmm. I think in this book you're gonna find some information that points out that Harold's a liar. Yeah, and then they get interrupted by the Wells Fargo wagon, and then Winthrop loses his mind, yep. and. Gets so excited about this new cornet 
that like it changes his outlook on life. He's talking now. He's singing. Oh, hold the wheel, Fargo wagon, it's a come, and now I don't know how I can ever wait to see. It could be something for someone who is no relation, but it could be something special just for me. And Marion's like, well, maybe this guy isn't so bad. <laughs> so she rips out the page. Do you want to then... talk about your your favorite shot in the entire movie? Oh, why do they? Okay. So they do this thing that obviously works well on stage and does not work in a film. On a stage, you can have your spotlight on the fa on the characters and kill all the other lights. So it's like, boom, then you're just spotted and then you cut the spot and then it's like a nice closure to the scene. Yep. So they tried to recreate the same idea in a movie but it looks stupid. So they have like them, Harold, Mary, and Winthrop all in a row. And then in the background you have like the town or whatever. So you have them. All of a sudden the town like disappears in black. Disappears into black. And then it's just the three of them. And then fades out. That fades out. But it just looks so hokey. It's such an unnatural break. It's so dumb. It's, it's so like, why dumb. are you breaking up all these scenes? Like, you can just... It's so dumb. Act two is actually really short. Um, yeah, because they're just like, okay, we got to wrap up on all We this have to, story. like, finish the plot. Let's finish the plot, because we open a lot of stuff. So, Ladies Dance is a, is rehearsing for their Grecian urns. Mm -hmm. The boys in the band Grecian are rehearsing urns. next door using the Think system. They're going to play the Minuet in G, which is apparently... Take it away, RJ. La na 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 Perfect. Uh, so they're practicing that. Then we have a scene where Harold goes to the candy kitchen to meet Marion for a... a ice cream? Ice cream? A dish? No, a, no it's, like a, it's, a, it's a red... It's a gin fizz? A rum punch? A sarsaparilla? I don't know. Um, a soda jerk. And... Some stupid crap happens with Zanita, Tommy, and the mayor. Who cares? Anyway, he gets her to agree to having him call upon her sometime. after, So he can truly explain Move what the her. think oh. system is. Okay. Because she's interested in it. So he he's, gets to his hotel, and guess who's there? Marcellus. No. Guess who's there? Like they the want his credentials. Oh, the school board. The school board. I'm testing RJ because he was asleep for the I rest of the film. I was resting my eyes. Mm -hmm. So the school board is there, and how does he get away? Singing. Yep, Making do you know the sing. song? Light a rose, light a rose, not just, a rose. Are you just reading the You're word? a rose, my rose, rose nylon. That's how, no. Light a rose, I'm home again, Rose. That I am hoping you're the same. Like, they do a few mashups in the show, but this is my favorite one. Because Light a Rose is a really good barbershop mm -hmm. quartet. It's actually the hardest. It's a super famous 
barbershop number in general. Mm. And it's like the hardest barbershop piece in the show. Did I ever tell you that in when I did in high school, my Harold and Marion were brother and sister? Yes, you did tell me that. That's very weird. I'm not into that. I mean, they obviously weren't like into each other, especially because Harold was dating me at the time. <laughs> but it was a little interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I I don't know if I recommend that for and high ever, schools out there. Yeah. The Ryan and Sharpay situation, you may not want to do it. It's just a little weird. But this is my favorite dress she wears. The orange one. Mm -hmm. The like flowy orange one. It's so cute. So Winthrop comes home. Song is over. Winthrop comes home and he now he's now he won't stop talking. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, I got to catch up because I missed out on two years of talk and I got to catch up. And he sings um, the reprise of Gary Indiana because it's a song with hardly any S's in it. I always just thought that this was his song. I like ah. until I watched this again. Until I watched this, I was like, "Oh, he Gary sings it Indiana, first. Indiana, oh, Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, let me say it once again. Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, that's the town that knew me when. Cute as all get out. Fine. So then they, Mrs. Peru and Winthrop go inside and leave Marion on the porch. And a uh, the traveling salesman from the beginning on the train, Charlie Cowell, he walks by. He's on his way to the mayor's house um, in order to let everybody know about the truth about Harold Hill. Mm-hmm. By the way, this was like, why did it take him so long to come back? Because this was four Did weeks miss, ago. Uh, well, he probably, like, maybe he, okay, so he didn't get out with Harold Hill the first time. Maybe he ended up getting in a town that was just, like, hit by Harold Hill. And so he's like, oh, this is the last straw, and now I can't sell anything, and then comes back. Hmm, maybe. Um, so he is, like, weird and gross and is like girly girl blah 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 did i tell you who who it is was charlie cowell in um years in my eighth grade one no Allie. wow gender bending yes mama yes. he sells anvils how profitable you think that is uh, his, is his number one client, Wiley Coyote? I know. What is with the, like, <laughs> weird Acme products that they're selling? What is happening? I know. Um, are we in, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Like, what's going on? Um, so anyway, so he's like, oh, I gotta get to the Shin's house. And she's like, you can leave that information with me. 
and then mm -hmm. tries to like woo him with her womanly ways, mm -hmm. but it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. She doesn't he misses know. his train, but it only means he's gonna like stay there and really find the shins now because now he's mad. I hate that. But like, she kissed him. I hate that. Like that's how she does it. It's like, girl, you're smarter than that. You can figure something else out. She played to what he wanted. Yeah, fine. She was smart about it. Before he leaves, he's like, "You think you're special?" He's been, he's been with every. He like has this line where he's like, "He's been with every piano teacher and, and taking it from each one of them in Illinois, taking it." I'm assuming meaning like their virginity. Ew. Really? Um, I think so. He says he's taken it from them. And that's 102 counties. He's been with every county in Illinois. And that's 102 counties. So then a few minutes later, Harold comes by. And he's like, oh, hey, just wanted to call on you because you said I could. And then she's like, they have this whole like back and forth of like, well, I'm nobody, blah, blah, blah. And then she like gets in her head about it. And he's like, well, you shouldn't believe rumors. And then she's like, you're right. I shouldn't. It's all just a rumor. Ha 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 ha. It's so weird. <laughs> so he asks her to meet him at the footbridge in 15 minutes. She's like, I can't. I've never been to the footbridge before with a man in my life. He's like, we're just going to talk. She's like, fine. I'll just meet Netflix you there. and chill. Yeah, just Netflix and chill. And then she's like, just footbridge and chill. Fine. 15 minutes. And then my favorite line in the whole, the whole movie is Mrs. Prue. She says, Mama, I just told Harold I'd meet him at the footbridge in 15 minutes. And Mrs. Prue says, glory be and the saints be praised, it works. And she says, what does? The think system. I've been using it on you from the parlor. <laughs> then we go, then we go to the ice cream social. Oh. And we get the ice cream, and then we get Shapoopy. Do you want to talk about it? Oh, you mean my song? Yeah, you want to talk about your song? Well, just like Marion, it just, it, it accomplishes so much. <clears throat> and by so much, I mean... Oh, good, we're doing good on time. Nothing at all. It's just like song for song's sake. Yep. Uh, dance, but dance break for dance break's sake, because all those chorus members haven't done anything in a long time. Yeah, and they needed something to like pep up, pep up the spirits, pep up the last. They're like, half uh, we hour. haven't done anything in Act Two. Like literally, Act Two has been Light a Rose, Gary and Anna reprise. Will I ever tell you? Boring, boo. So they put in a dance number. It's the longest dance break in the show. Do they think? Do you Does think the town members were like, cordon decided they were all going to coordinate and wear pink all together? Do you think they knew they were supposed to? That's the to? thing. It looked like it was like an event. But I don't think it was. Because the only event that was supposed to be happening was the like the ladies' auxiliary dance, yeah. Grecian Urns, Mama Realness. So I don't know what was going on. But they do the Shapoopy, and then the cutest part is Harold drags Marion out to the dance floor to show them the, the newest dance move. Which is the nene? Yeah. They whip and they nene. Yep. And then they hit that dab. 
Hit the quan. Hit the quan. Hit the. Okay. The fuck is a quan? Like Michelle Quan? No. No, RJ. No one is ever referring to Michelle Quan. I can guarantee you that. What is Michelle Quan doing? Don't please don't look it up. We're almost done. So Shapoopy's a thing. So then we go to the footbridge. And Marion's like, I want to thank you for giving me the for giving me love. <laughs> Basically. All around. And then she sings Till There Was You. So, okay. My first uh, interaction with the song, it was a... In the Philippines, they still do this thing where... They will Are name you from the Philippines. Yeah, they'll name a rom com based on the song that they wanted to market the movie with. So there was a rom com called "Till There Was You," and that's how I knew it from. And then like the pop cover that it came with the album. Interesting. So I thought it was a pop song. Then I heard this, and I was like, "Oh, it's a real song." Whoops. This is the Beatles till there was you. She's known since three days after he came, so he came on the third, the sixth, um, that he was a fraud. Yep. The town wasn't even built into... So the whole time he's been saying he was Gary Conservatory class of Ot 5, but the town wasn't even built until 1906. That's not really true. It was built. It just wasn't um, made a true city until yeah. 1906. But... It's, for all intents and purposes, she's right. Um, so she's like, we gotta go home. I gotta get a wrap. Because I'm getting chilly. So they head out. Meanwhile, at uh, the sociable, um, Charlie Cowell comes in with the mayor, interrupts the evening's festivities to let the whole town know that Harold's gonna make up. No, I got the hiccups. <laughs> that Harold's gonna make off with their money. Then you get the most action in this entire film. The chase scene. The, ch- the search. Because you gotta have a good mob search scene. You gotta. So they get home. She's going inside to get her rap. And he's singing 76 trom- trombones. She's singing Goodnight My Someone. This is the time when you really get they're the same melody. Mm-hmm. Just with different rhythms. And then halfway through, he has, like, this moment of realization, and he starts singing Goodnight, My Someone, and she sings... 
Well, 110 corn, it's blazed away. It's really weird. <clears throat> so he, like, has fallen in love, too. Or he realizes that he's in love with her, too, I guess. It's kind of what they he's want you to... He's in love, he's in love, he's in love, he's in love. I'm in love! So they're in this, like, beautiful moment. Mrs. Peru comes home, and she's like, the whole town's after you. They want to tar and feather you. I'd get out of town. Marcellus comes by, and he's like, you gotta go, you gotta go, and leads people away. Yeah. And then Winthrop comes home, and this is where Winthrop is real. devastated. Um, he asks Harold if there's even a real band. Or No. Can you lead a band? No. Basically, he's like, he actually has like a real honest-to-goodness conversation for like the first time in this entire mm-hmm. film. And Marion is like, everybody in the town has enjoyed themselves this whole summer. Look at you, Winthrop, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, you gotta go, professor, you gotta go. And he's like, I can't. For the first time in my life, I got my foot caught in the door. I don't know if that's supposed to, like, mean something. Yeah. It seems like a line that should have been, like, a reference to a line earlier in the show. Like, I never get my feet caught anywhere. Like, I'm always on the run or something like that. But there isn't, so it has, like, a little... I don't know. I've always thought that. Um... Anyway, so the town catches up with him. They drag him to the high school where he's going to be, like, a t- on trial, basically. And they're getting... <gasps> melting... They're melting tar and they're collecting feathers. And Marion comes to Harold's res- rescue and delivers an impassioned speech in his honor. And does this whole thing where she's like, everybody in the town has enjoyed themselves this whole summer. Everybody's, like, had a pep in their step and... This, that, and the other. I mean, like, she makes very good points, and that's true. I just hate how quickly she just turned around. But I can't help but she's the romantic lead, so she has to. Yeah. But it's just like, girl, have well, some she backbone. She turned around... End of Act 1. At the end of Act 1. <laughs> yeah. So she's had a whole act where she's been turned. Turned? To turned. To turned. The mayor asks if anyone who thinks he shouldn't be tarred and feathered should stand stand up. Then the whole town stands up. Then he's like, fine. Well, why don't you just remember all those band instruments and the instruct instruction mm-hmm. books and the uniforms and this and the that. And where's the band? Where's the band? Where's the beef? And... Tommy Gilletti comes in. Oh my god. And is just like You did that on purpose. I'm the band. I ask I hope you choke on your own vomit. <laughs> so the band comes in and they all get ready to be conducted to play. Marion yeah. gives Harold a pointer. Breaks he, it in half and, and he, it's like, here you go. He you are in this. begs the band, think, <laughs> men. Think. Get it? Because the think system. Mm-hmm. And then they, they literally play 
the minuet in G. But like, is it not, good? No. no, it's literally like. <laughs> parents are eating it up because they like we said they don't know what a band sounds like because they've just been listening to it in their minds this entire time exactly so they are eating this shit up they're just like ah god that's my baby oh my god you play so good yeah and all the uh, yeah all the parents are like oh my god that's my child this is amazing he's incredible and Marin's just like, this will do. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Maybe there's a part of Marin that was like, maybe the think system really does work. And then she's like, nope. Nope. I was swindled as well. <laughs> but this is the best that it's going to get. So then everybody leaves. And it turns into a real marching band. So like any good movie musical, it has to have a dream sequence. Ending. So I guess this is the dream sequence. Because all of a sudden, like, they get, like, like, literally in the style of, like, like, how Greece ends where all of a sudden it, they're just, like, they fly off to the sky. Like, the fake band multiplies into a full band. Like, full band in a town. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, their clothes magically transform into real marching band outfits. Mm-hmm. And they just... Play into the sunset. Chang, chang, no, chang, the ar- chang, okay. They leave the school, leave the school. and it's nighttime. The, the next shot, it's the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. And at first, I was like, "This is a dream sequence." No, no, no. Everyone is still wearing, besides the band, they are still wearing the their outfits, outfits from when they were in the room deciding if he should go to jail. Yeah. Like, the women are still in their, like, Grecian urns. Which was, like, 10 p.m., maybe. Yes. So, either this trial for him, either they listen to this band play for 14 hours, the Minuet and G. Doubt it. Or Morton DaCosta forgot what was happening. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the latter. Um, apparently, they actually use, like, the USC marching band. And that's the music man. That's the Okay, most important question of the day. Katina? Patina? I would like to see Patina Miller play Harold Hill. She can carry it. She'll pippin the shit out of it. She'll pippin the shit out of it. Yeah. I would... I think she'd do a good Marion. They would need to get a tall Harold Hill then. They would. Or they could get a very short Harold Hill. But then wouldn't that just take place of the Marcellus? Bit because isn't Marcella supposed to be like the short lackey, like comedic lackey? He doesn't need to be short, yeah, but it doesn't in the 2003 version. He's taller than Harold. Well, Matthew Broderick is a troll, that's why (laughs) he's not a good choice for Harold Hill. That's all I'll say. 
You think it's because he's too false. I think it's because he's too likable that I can't see him be a con man. Do you have a takeaway? Just like the Midwest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my takeaway. My takeaway is, it's, I mean, there's not a lot of musicals that, I mean, Sweet Apple, Ohio is also Midwest. Mm-hmm. But this really just like, it's rooted in the Midwestern culture. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, let's let's just place it here for placing its sake. Because we haven't done a musical in this area ever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's clearly like, I want it to be from the Midwest. It's a very American musical. Mm-hmm. And, like, I would say more American than, like, Oklahoma. Because Oklahoma is, like, a fantasized version of America, I feel like. Well, also, Oklahoma's a drama. That's true. With undercurrents of, like, rape. Okay. So this is like a nice palate cleanser for that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's Music Man. Oh my God. Hold on. I have the note. Okay. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash showgaze. Head on to iTunes where you can rate, review, and subscribe. Tell us what you think on our Facebook page, or you can email us at the D-I-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-D-I-S-P-O-D at gmail. Dot com. What's our next one, Adam? Hairspray. Right. Because. Yes, because NBC just announced that they are doing Hairspray for their live musical this winter or whatever like how they've been doing and so they're doing hairspray and so we in honor of that are gonna watch it because i am now a checkerboard chick who can stop please stop also it felt like i just watched this movie but i know that was in like 2007 we don't need to get into this already because <laughs> I did see the seven times. Adam, when am I going to be able to pick a musical? When you have an opinion that is worthy. When you do as much work as me on this podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Kisses, <laughs> boo-boo. Someone. Good night.